Filmmaker Commentary, episode 187. Welcome to Filmmaker Commentary, where we cover movies with commentaries from directors who take the time to record them on Blu-ray and DVDs. We also give our detailed insights, so look out for spoilers. We discuss the latest in showbiz news along with movies and TV shows that we've been watching. So join Reginald Titus Jr. That's me. And Casey G. Smith. That's me. Every week here on Filmmaker Commentary. Welcome to another episode of Filmmaker Commentary. I'm Reginald Titus Jr. I'm joined with Casey G. Smith. Welcome back, sir. Good to be back, sir. Today, we are talking about Friday the 13th, directed by Sean Cunningham, written by Victor Miller, 1980, Friday the 13th. And what was the budget for this film? So Friday the 13th came in at a, uh, a whopping budget of $550,000. Dollars, okay, and went on to gross worldwide, according to IMDb, thirty nine thousand. Let's just say forty million dollars. Wow, that's a that's a that's a well done, well done. Yeah, that was a that was a game changer. Like this, this was a uh, yeah, like this this launched. This is that's a billion. That's a billion dollar franchise, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, yeah. 4K HD. I mean, it lives on. And the fact that it's the the title of the film is tied to a, a date that that doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. But in particular, as of this recording, again, I I chose for us to do this film as of yeah. this recording. I didn't realize it, but when I went to go get my copy, I looked and I was like, "Oh snap! There's actually <laughs> Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> like happening this this week. Anyway, that was that was wild. Absolutely. Yeah. That that was cool. It was cool that it so happened to work out that way. Yeah. Today's the uh, 15th. Indeed. Ah. So was there any awards uh, from this film or and what was the sentiment at the time? So uh, from an award standpoint, it didn't win any awards, but I found it interesting that, again, uh, there will be spoilers. And this this is yeah, maybe a little bit of a, uh, mm-hmm. of a of a spoiler, but I'll mention it. So the, the lead actress who played Mrs. Voorhees, uh, she actually was nominated for a Razzie award for okay. for worst actress. But that was messed was, up. Was, yeah, I thought that was a little harsh. Uh, actually, so there's actually two nominations. So it, the film itself got nominated for worst picture, and that was on Sean Cunningham. And then no. Razzie for worst worst supporting actress was on Betsy Palmer, who played Mrs. Voorhees. Wow. So here's the thing. So the film was critically panned. Of course, but absolute smash hit from the screenings to it, it, yeah, rocking everywhere. It was an absolute smash hit. The fact that the sequel comes out literally a year later, yeah, when there was there was there was originally no plans to do a sequel, but I think this is produced through, through Paramount. Mm-hmm, it yeah. did so well. They were like, ah, 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 we need that. We need that. Yeah, there were there were no plans for. Pretty wise getting hot. Yeah, there was no plans for Jason itself again. Spoiler alert. There were no plans for, for, for Jason Voorhees. He was a kid drowning in the lake. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Yes, sir. Oh, oh uh, let me mention this real quick. This, uh-huh. You guys ask about kind of sentiment of the day. Yeah. So Betsy Palmer mentioned in, I think it was in the commentary, she mm-hmm. mentioned that either Siskel or Ebert, one of them, they were so appalled by her being in this film oh. that they literally gave her 
put her her uh, mailing address in, I guess, a column or whatever that That's they wrote up. for fans to send mail to her. But she, apparently she didn't even know about it until later on because she never received any letters about it, but somebody told her later on. But they were so disgusted that yes. they... And send, send mail to him like wow that's in the 80s kind of yeah. trolling like what's going on and back then like a critic like that doing something like that like that that's a lot of weight you know for your film it can make or break a film but the audience wins in this case for real absolutely <laughs> for real it it uh yeah this film did its thing it, it was a uh, critic proof absolutely um so yes yeah, so that was sentiment distributed by paramount um yeah well you know hey I think they probably went in knowing that they weren't going to win any awards on this one. This one's this one's for money, everybody. Here we go. <laughs> this one is for the dollars, and the director will he straight up about it. I need I need to pay this rent, so uh, I understand what'll do it. Horror <laughs> and greenlight, yes, sir. <laughs> but before we talk further about Friday the Thirteenth, let's talk about TV news and movies. Watch. <laughs> All right, so uh, I have been watching a couple things. We had we had a little, a little extra watch time in between. We did the, as yeah, recording this episode. Absolutely. So I've been on on Amazon Prime. I've been on um, the Boys Generation V. Have you been watching that that show oh, at all? Oh man. I I haven't. I need to. I I can't. Yeah. I saw the trailer and I was like, this is this looks good. Yeah. So far, it's been pretty solid. Give you like. A, it feels like it will give you like kind of like a taste until the boys comes back around. Yeah, it's yeah. Imagine again if you've if you've been familiar with watching the boys. Imagine that there is now a college campus made for the children who have been injected with V in their childhood to own and hone their skills to potentially become superheroes, all with aspirations of joining the Seven, like X Men, but. Something is awry on campus, and there is a mystery. And yeah, it, it it starts off you know with a with a bang, and it's got all of the uh, the craziness and the lewdness that you come to expect from the boys' universe. It's all here mm-hmm. on full display. It's uh, it, it, what's fascinating is that it seems like there's like this reversal of there's a lot of male nudity and uh, body parts shown, but like very very little in the way of, of female body parts. Like yeah. this, like this, like this. It's a way to kind of even it out. You yeah, know? it's like a total, total reversal. Like, there's any kind of like scenes, like the women, like their tops are typically covered, mm-hmm. but guys, like they've got digital penises just <laughs> flapping in the wind. It's a, it's a shift, <laughs> if you will. Yes, <laughs> uh, a swing, if you will. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, but yeah, the boys. Uh, Generation V on Amazon Prime. Well, we appreciate the heads up. No! Oh, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. What are we coming to? I don't don't know. know. (laughs) Uh, um, Also been watching Loki Season 2 on Disney+. Plus. We've been watching that, too. Okay, Okay, okay. Both episodes. My kids are like... Are we going to watch it's, it's dropping on Thursday Are we going to make sure So that's like one that Yeah I got them hooked on that Alright alright I'm proud of that Good job Reginald. <laughs> Gold style for you <laughs> Father of the L Yes Original Titus Jr <laughs> um, Yeah I watched it too what, what are your thoughts I'm enjoying it so far Yeah I, Man again I'm not going to say I, I, I heard there's a rumor of, of somebody cameoing 
making a cameo in this show. I thought it was going to be on this episode, and it didn't happen. I was like, huh, wait a minute, what is it? Did I read this thing wrong? But we'll see what happens with the upcoming episodes. Uh, but uh, okay. I, yeah, I heard I heard like a pretty pretty cool um, cameo uh, potentially is going to happen. That's kind of like what like like that you wouldn't necessarily expect. We did get one, you know, for the first episode, first and second episode so far. Who in the first episode? Uh, the guy that played from Goonies. Um, they, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I saw him in the trailer that he yeah, was that he yeah. was in the show. Yeah, which I, again, I, I I'm 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 a fan of Key. I'm like, yeah. hey, wherever you want to put this man, yeah, put him in it. Let just, it be. He's got the energy, man. Yeah, man. You you can't but like like the guy. Like very he's so, likable. He's so likable. Yes, wins you over right away. Yeah, man. Anybody else uh, cameo wise? Not that I caught. Um, seems like everybody else returned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was man. It was just it was just fun to get on. That world feels like there was a lot of time and development for this particular series. It feels like okay, they put some time into it. Great art direction, writing, story, everything seems to like this is legit. It feels like it has weight with it. Yeah, I think it's a big linchpin for what's happening with this current um, phase, right? So much within, not just the universe but the, mm-hmm. the multiverse right this is this this phase has been about the multiverse from mm-hmm. doctor strange the multiverse of madness to spider-man no way home yeah a lot of multiversal action loki season one and season two and even even uh wandavision to, to a certain degree mm-hmm. um at least what led into doctor strange and the multiverse of madness but yeah so it's it's all part of it and even uh quantum mania yeah, as well, because some of the storylines have to have timelines. Storylines have to it. line up with this series. Oh yeah, so it's um, yeah, I've been digging it so far. You know, Tom Hiddleston continues to hold it down as as Loki. Uh, I really enjoy uh, Mobius. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, I did watch the uh, Kevin Hart uh, comedy special. I watched it again last night. Okay. Family. Yeah, with my dad and my sister, just like we were just hanging out and hey, let's play. Have y'all watched any comedy lately? Just it's fifty mm. something minutes. Let's just play it real quick. Yeah, Thoughts. I enjoyed it. I, I, it was funnier the second time because last time I was like, I don't know, about six and a half, seven. I was like, and they they both said this is actually funnier mm. than his some of his other stuff. Yeah. I, again, I, yeah, I was like, I was like, man, this is uh, better than I thought it would be because you, you had mentioned what your thoughts on it. I was like, I really, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, it it seemed um, like there wasn't as much effort put. Uh, like he, it felt like he wasn't trying to be funny. It was just funny. Mm. Uh, All right. Which sometimes it's a parody. Sometimes it's like a parody of himself. But gotcha. Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. Uh huh. Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoyed the material. Yeah, and what he had to say. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was it was good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, second watching was even better. Awesome. Uh, I also watched. The Simpsons, and I know we don't watch these. It's been ten years since I've seen one of these. But The Simpsons House of Horror is it for number thirty three for this year? Mm-hmm. Wow! As far as I can tell, it was it was it's what was being advertised in one of the banners on Disney Plus. But what caught my eye was the animation style. One this, this the the key art that they showed. Mm-hmm. It was of this again. It was like it looked like an anime, but it said The Simpsons. Ah. Got and it had I had a, a, a blonde haired girl. I was like, okay, that's that's got to be Lisa, mm-hmm. and this like demon looking thing. And I'm like, 
Okay, well, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm in. Like, The Simpsons in anime form? Okay, I'm in. I got to see what this is. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was that was a, it was a solid one. It was, it was some cool modern-day kind of takes on some current horror stuff that they that they rolled into it. So, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Well done. Uh, so, like an uh, hour, 30 minutes, or? Yeah, normal Simpsons uh, runtime, like 25 it's minutes. Been a while. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> it's quick, like pow, pow, in and out. Simpsons is weird now because, like, um, online, Simpsons is kind of reference for any future event predictions. <laughs> right. And so that's kind of what Simpsons, that's their allotment in life, is like letting you know what's about to happen. Mm. So many coincidences, or maybe, or if you believe in coincidence, um, there's so many in that show, it's kind of hilarious now right right yeah so so i've heard oh i'll send you a link youtube they full of them dude it is it's it's so I've spot seen, on i've seen, I've seen you seen some okay it's like multiple parts like <sighs> the one of the one that's the most craziest one is like donald disney. trump well even disney buying fox yeah i'm like well, i was like wait what wait wait what yeah how how in the world yeah and then yeah that trump thing like Trump is president? Yeah. Huh. There's like too many, it's like so many things. It's like, you can't accidentally do that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there, are, I know they're also like, their showrunners are very big into math. There's a bunch of mathematical equations and numbers also like mm -hmm. riddled throughout the show's 30 plus year history. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, man. Lastly, I also, I watched Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which is a, a, a a modern anime, anime on HBO Max based on the cyberpunk video game. Ooh, and that video game just recently got an update, and people are loving that. Okay, because when that dropped, it was a highly anticipated game, and when it dropped, it dropped broken. I, I purchased it. I, I was enjoying it, oh, but it was a lot right. of glitches. Yeah, it was a lot of glitches in it and stuff like that, but a lot of people just played through it and just like, all right, we'll just wait till it updates, and then it started, they kept updating. It gets better. It's getting better, mm. and like the, the newest one, it's like a new world that's been added to it, so oh, wow. people have been sticking with it, and they said this one has is legit. Okay, so it's running smooth now? Yeah, yeah, smooth that. Smooth that. It's been like, what, two years? Yeah. Or maybe longer than that. It, I, it was uh, at the, it was during COVID, like when COVID, when we were, everybody was stuck at home, that's when kind of when it dropped, and I think they kind of rushed delivery on that because yeah. the people were already waiting on it. So it was like 2020 or 2021 then when it, when the Cyberpunk came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was 2020. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, so this anime is set in that world. You're following a, a young... Uh, Protagonist who um, what platform? HBO Max. Who okay? He, who who uh, yeah ends up uh, becoming a cyberpunk. Okay. So yeah, but so far, so far I'm digging it. It's doing its thing. It's got you know, all the kind of anime tropes going on mm -hmm. there. The you know the 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 young kind of headstrong kid, and there's a girl, mm -hmm. and there's that 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 kind of anime tension how they kind of handle relationships but anyway it's yeah so far pretty good i was watching some marvel things uh had to catch up on stuff you know just like you know what, it's time my kids were around we had some a couple days because uh there was like a day or two yeah my son didn't go to practice and uh yeah he didn't go to practice and i forgot what happened on another day um we had some free time at the end of the day. We had some free time. Okay. And so we watched Gardens of the Galaxy. Woo woo. First third. So oh, we watched third. all the, yeah. So we've seen all of them. So it was like, all right, we haven't watched this one yet. Let's go ahead and watch it. Oh. Yeah. And so we, I think we all end up digging it. 
it, we, yeah, we enjoyed it. it had like the kind of like the tropes and, you know, I don't know if I should spoil anything. No, probably not. Uh, still kind of early, I guess. What do you think? Stream, you know, streaming. I mean, it's your call. It's your call. Okay. I, well, I'll just say one part. So, like, you know, when uh, what's uh, Rocket? Mm-hmm. Like when he, you know, when he passes away for a second and goes see, goes to the other side, and like right. some of those tropes, like you can, you can just see the tropes like just coming. It's like hey, coming up. But at the end of the day, very entertaining. Kids loved it. We liked it. And uh, man, dude, for me, that yeah. that film was hella emotional. Yeah. Like when I was in the theater, I was yeah. I was weeping, man. Like <laughs> I had tears coming. I was like, "What the yeah. <laughs> movies are weird, hit, dude? Movies." It, it, it just hit me. I don't know. It just hit me like bam. I was like, "Dude, catch you on the right day." I can see, man. I can see like the emotional beats. You know, I was like, okay, depending on how I'm feeling, and 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 if I'm like, if I was closed off in the theater and allow the music to kind of take over, and you just like. Go yeah, along with like, him. If you like, go along with him, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, was, you're gonna in. be screwed. And I think I, I think I had, like because I knew I was gonna go see it. And I had gone back and watched the first two films. Yeah. Like, I, so I was like reinvesting. Oh it was all God. pretty fresh. That's yeah, rough. And then yeah, man, it it especially at the part of the end with like Peter Quill. And yeah. You got the oh no, is he? Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, it got. Oh, man, oh, it, might as well little spoiler alert. Me. Fast forward. You talking about when he was in space? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part was like, oh, he's done. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you saw him, because his face like, like bloats up and it's like popping, like, yeah, he's dead. It's, <laughs> a, it's a throwback to like the first Guardians. Like you see that they they had that that okay, I'm freezing from the vacuum of space. Yeah, but then it, it's it's worse. Like, oh no, this is really bad. Like he's got this <laughs> swelling thing happening. Like, yeah. <laughs> He did. It's like why he's freezing. Uh, as an audience member, you're like, "Oh, is he? Is he real?" Like as soon as you say, "Is he? Is he? Is he dead?" Then his face goes, Pop! <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> like it's almost like a, like a it's emotional, but at the same time, it's kind of like that weird comedy that uh, Guns has." Yeah. So it was like, oh, dark, I, I didn't yeah, dark, dark comedy. Dark, I was like, "I'm like, man, I don't know how to take this." And then. Mm. What's the name? Saves him. Adam. Yeah, comes in, saves him. Well, not even save him. Just like kind of just take him from out of space because we assume he's dead. Yeah. And then when he starts coming back, I'm like, come on, man. Come on. He was dead, man. His face blew up. His face blew up on the inside. Still got some of that ego. (laughs) Some of that ego blood in him. Yeah. (laughs) I was like. I'm only half tearing. Right. I was like, hmm. Okay. I don't know. But um, But they stuck the landing and. Like hats off to James Gunn, like for pulling that off. I'm like, that, that's you know, hard like, to do because that, that's a lot going on in that franchise to be able to still have a, a decent movie. And again, I I cannot state enough how how much out of all like almost out of all the properties they could have chosen to make a movie and a franchise out of Guardians of the Galaxy would have been at the bottom for me. Yeah, like I would, I'm same, like same. You, I was I didn't like, know what, I didn't Guardians? know who they were. I didn't know who they were. most people. I'm like I signed up because Zoe was there. I was I'm like, like all right, y'all doing the Guardians? What? <laughs> and again, first time I saw the trailer, I was like, no, I, I was I was not interested. But when I saw the first film, like, I, got, I, got, I got you and Papa. I was like, you guys have to come and see this movie. Oh, yeah, man. And then James Gunn directing it. Uh, he, did he write the whole thing of the first one? Or did he, I don't know if he co-wrote it or whatever. But good question. Uh, but seeing like Lloyd Kaufman in the first one, like oh James Gunn, legit like mm-hmm. indie indie director bringing that that energy to the universe. I'm like I really appreciated that. Yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, sticking the landing. I always enjoy what's big guy's name. Groots or oh, Drax. Drax. 
day. I love his character. Like always, he plays it so well. Yeah. Um, well, and that's for the MCU because he's a, he's a much darker character in the comics. He's not yeah. he's not as funny, lovable doofus. Yeah, they make like, him in the. In but the he's movie. like smart, but it's just like how he communicates is just like he's dumb, but he's not. Yeah. <laughs> what I so well, along those lines, I really Goop-goop. appreciated. You didn't ask. I didn't know you could speak the language. You didn't ask. Yeah, I appreciated that the dynamics, the the family dynamics between the whole team. Yeah, we get like these these core things revealed. Like we see, like Mantis really kind of coming to her own, saying, yeah. "No, I've got to, I got to be who I need to be." Or when she tells Drax, "You know, no, don't say that, whatever," because he's he's dumb. He's like, "You think I'm dumb?" Yes, and she's like, "Like it." It's like, oh man, <laughs> thanks for my strength. You should be lucky. She's mind wiping people. <laughs> yeah, I'm like whoa, but it seems like. Oh, it's kind of okay, but it's like Mantis could be really dangerous. But she's Absolutely. like, she's out there, forget, like whoa. And but but then she finally like stands up to to Nebula, like she like yells at him, like okay, Mantis stepping her own. And then finally Nebula has a moment where she's like, you know, her very breathy voice, you are meant to be a father. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, okay, this is it's a really good closure, and even yeah. one small clip. When they show a girl Gamora like mm-hmm. back with the and she's you know she's kind of been guarded against the Guardians right because it's not yeah. those aren't her Guardians yeah, at all. But once we see her back with the Reavers yeah. and all the love they're showing, I'm like, okay, she's she's still that kind of Gamora. Yeah, but so with somewhere this, else. Yeah, in this reality, that's her family that yeah. she's with. Anyway, that's just uh, it was. Man, they, yeah, they nailed it, dude. They freaking. They, that was it. it. They landed. You know, they stuck the landing. Very difficult to do on the third film. I mean, because I mean that the second one. You know what? I, I can. So this is one of those things. Yeah. Sometimes if you, you, you had if to you, come back if to you, it, if you can stick the landing, yeah. it can, it can, it can, it can, it can put some extra shine on the previous. Ah. The second, the second one, I, I, I view more favorably now. Okay. Because of, because of, because the first one is mm, solid. Love yeah. it. Third one, money. And so it makes the second one now. Oh, okay, I see this. Like, I can appreciate some of the cool parts in the second one. Like mm-hmm. when when Rocket Rocket gets a moment to shine when he's taking out all those Reavers and he's like, like putting those mines on them. He's just. Oh yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah. He yeah, he does his one. thing there. But anyway, glad you got a chance to see it with the fam. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I missed that guy. <laughs> oh that yeah. Guy. Uh, all right, I'm gonna be quick. Um, yeah, that Guardian's good. You know, I didn't know what to expect, especially after that that Christmas special. <laughs> Wow! Wow! Yeah. Um. Any rate, um. So since we were on a Marvel mood, might as well watch Black Panther: Wakanda forever, right? You hadn't seen it before. No, remember? Like ah, it, we right. talk yeah. about it a lot. I was like, nah, we just wasn't really in the we mood. Wasn't ready, yeah. And so uh, Isaiah, he was like, hey, can we watch Wakanda? He'd been asking like for the last three weeks. I'm like, dang, okay, sure, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Let's watch it. Here <laughs> you know, we it was go. Like reluctant, like reluctantly watched it. So, um, but after watching it, it is does have that somber mood you were talking about. I mean, because I mean, they literally opened the movie up crying. In the middle, we're crying, and at the end, we're crying again, and then we smile. It's uh, so, <laughs> so all like, oh my god! But um, looks, it's not. It's done well. You know, there's. Yeah. There's no shoddy CGI, kind of like the first one. There was right. like towards the end, it was like, "Ooh, what are we doing?" Yeah. Uh, so they cleaned. But it's going, y'all. But it is but gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they cleaned that up. Appreciate that. Um, but yeah, just just a different energy. But I was expecting it to be 
a little less entertaining, but it still was entertaining. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I was surprised by that. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, some stuff we let slide because you got this dude that's like freaking Superman flying around. I was like, all right, uh, <laughs> what? Namor. He's, he's, he's the OG. He's literally like the, he is literally like the first uh-huh. like Marvel proper char- character. Yeah, but just like not nobody in the family knew who this guy was. So like coming into this movie, just flying around, slapping around the Wakanda people. And like, they need to explain this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they don't really, they really don't. You know, it's just like, you just come into this world, slapping people around like Superman. You're like, you're like Superman. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like, he's, 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 he is a mutant. Yeah. Technically, technically, he's a mutant. He's part Atlantean or Tenoltecan. This is the name of yeah. the world. They, they, they don't use Atlantean. They don't use that term. Right. In, in, in this, in the MCU. Yeah, they're, and they're speaking Mayan, so they're... T- yeah, they, they, they did this yeah. blend, which I thought was cool that how they blend that culture in, but in the comics, right. he's an Atlantean. But yeah. because you got Aquaman coming out first, like, okay, we're not going to use Atlantis. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to bring something else in. Well, all right, cool. Yeah, so, uh, so like, you know, little things like this, like, just dude, Superman. Uh, he's <laughs> flying around, literally flying around, slapping helicopters. All right, well... Let it slide, <laughs> but they but they don't really explain it. You know what I mean? It's just like hmm? mm. they have the same vibranium they got. What's going on? Oh yeah, they work the vibranium. I haven't. That's one thing I haven't. Re, I haven't rewatched yet. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's it's a, it's a it's a lot. Yeah. So from like from that standpoint, I'm like, okay, maybe this is just a story because it. You know, I'm assuming the Chadwick thing was, you know, a surprise, and you know what I mean. That's what I'm assuming, and because of that. The storyline had to change, of course, oh, obviously. Yeah. And so maybe there were some things that wasn't as developed that probably need to be developed. But we'll let it slide because of what happened, because of the tragedy. Uh, man, for me, like for them to even pull this thing off in, in light of Chadwick's passing is still like, that's a that's an impo- almost like an impossible situation. Like, man, what do you, especially when you decide not to recast, that changes the, yeah. the whole dynamic when like the, the central lead figure mm-hmm. now yeah you kind of can't recast it but of a nation it's like and then he's got family it's like man like this guy's so integral in this thing yeah but hey. yeah so yeah. anyhow um overall we my oldest son was like it's not as bad as we thought it was gonna be was like yeah you're right it's not it's, how the younger ones handle because i feel like that is tough for a, a, to sit through all that for a younger a younger kid that's like a they lot enjoyed to it. take in they enjoyed it yeah okay yeah they yeah, <laughs> I mean, going to the next thing. So that's it for Black for Wakanda. For Black Panther Wakanda. Next thing that we watched as a family, bad father moment. Annabelle <laughs> comes oh, home. <laughs> I haven't watched. See, of all the stuff I've watched, like I have, I haven't dug, I haven't delved into any of the 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 Annabelle, mm-hmm. the um, the nun. Like I haven't, I haven't so touched. So I would of those suggest spaces. watching The Conjuring. Because I haven't touched that either. Well, it's connected. So right. I will watch one, two, three of The Conjuring. Um, because there's a, these are the few PG-13 uh, horror movies. Mm. And it always, no spoilers, but it, it kind of, you, you leave with a, a hope for humanity for after each movie. Huh. And so that's why I like it. Some movies are just like straight up demonic. And it's just like, uh, what, what, did we go to hell today? Ah. <laughs> you know, and brought a camera. And so with these, it's like it feels like there's like hope, you okay. know, you know, because they're these movies are held by love that this husband and wife share. Ah. Uh, which is it partially based on a true story? Yeah, yeah, they're real characters. Yeah, 
And so they go around like casting out demons and taking relics from their demon possessed and taking it to the home and bless the home and keep these relics there. Oh, yes. Okay. You get them sold. Yeah. Sold. So with Annabelle coming home, you know, Annabelle has its own storyline. Right. And then the, what's the, uh, it's the guy from Saul. I can't think of the couple's name, but you know, like the the character actors, you know, the husband and wife team uh, from The Conjuring. It's, um, I just don't know the name. Our guy who plays, uh, who plays, who's in Watchmen, uh, Patrick. Yep. Uh, oh man, what's that dude's name? But yeah, guy, the guy, guy from Pat, Pat oh. Owen Patrick? Oh, I gotta look his name up. Yeah. You know, then, isn't it really Rose Byrne? Is it, she's, she's the one playing the wife? Yeah, but I just don't know their name. So, like, I don't want to get the actor's name wrong. Because, I mean, you, you see their faces, you know exactly who they are, and you know what they're bringing to the table. And, be, and they're, they're very likable and believable as a couple. Uh, so, is it uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson? Yeah. <laughs> Vera? Vera? I didn't know her name was Vera. Is that her though? You see that image? She's just the first person that popped up, so I, I assume that. Maybe. Yeah, that's the face. Okay, you, you've seen her face. Yeah, I have. <laughs> and so I just thought it was a different name. Anyhow, um, they give me line. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, what's the name? Well, yeah, well done. So you believe their love story that goes through all of these different stories, which are real events that have happened all different parts of the country and Mm. in other countries. Um, And they have like real footage, real audio, real newspaper clippings, like little things that they add to kind of interweave in. Mm -hmm. Man, you sold me on this. I, I, yeah. I just thought it was a horror movie. I was like, but yeah, now I, it, yeah, you have, you have, you have intrigued me. All right. Yes, so, um, and Annabelle has its own Our thing going, and then so how this comes around to the, the this couple is that Annabelle's done its thing in the last movie. Oh, I'm talking about brutal and just a regular scary movie. Like, uh, <laughs> um, it finds their way because, um, basically that doll is a beacon for like all demonic activity and mm-hmm. whoever has a doll, it just attracts everything bad. Wow. <laughs> and so it has to be in, it has to be in, uh, has to be locked up. And then the glass that's around it is glass is church glass. That's been blessed in real life, in real life, bless this glass. Like you can go on YouTube and see the doll. The doll is the, the Annabelle doll on, t- on TV is dramatic and, you know, for cinematic purposes. Sure. But when you see the actual dolls, it's like a raggedy Ann kind of looking doll. Wow. Uh, so you would just so unassuming. You just <laughs> don't put that nigga on sale. Don't you do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so anyhow uh we watched that and yeah it was it was enjoyable the kids enjoyed it my, my middle one my second oldest actually was like nah i'm going to sleep you know oh, wow. the, um my daughter she's like i'm not paying it. i'm she just went to sleep next to me on the couch and then who else did i have the two-year-old same thing he just fell asleep but the oldest and the third oldest they were just locked in wow <laughs> You've caught you've you've piqued my interest. Yeah. I may have to dive into the conjuring yeah, man. universe. All right, all right. Well, something to talk about. Absolutely. And what else? Did you see the eclipse the other day? I did not. Yeah. So that was yesterday. Around Heard about it, but I didn't. I didn't see it. Twelve oh three here, and found out about it the day before. It was it's crazy because it just felt like when you go outside, it's just like a tent 
Although, like, somebody put glasses over the sun. Like, it mm-hmm. just feels a weird vibe. I don't know if you noticed it. Like, in your, wherever you were at, it would have been dark for a second. Like, why is it dark in here? That's why. I was, I was inside most yeah. of yesterday. I mean, I went out early in the morning, but then I, it was kind of chilly. I just kind of stayed inside, and I chilled. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I got our family, and they we were all watching. And you can see, it was like, it's called the Ring of Fire. So, you see, like, the... It's like, man, it's pretty cool. Yeah. He's phenomenon. Yeah. So that happened because I remember the last time was when, when Trump was in office. Right. So you're not supposed to look directly at it. There's pictures of him like, we were looking directly at it. It's like, yeah, yeah. okay. Huh. But uh, yeah, and th- and that's problem. That's pretty much it for what we was watching. All right. We had quite a bit to uh, absolutely catch up on. And today's show was sponsored by Natural Hair, the movie by Grind of a Matter Films, available to stream on Tubi. Roku On Demand and on YouTube. Please check it out and leave a review. Now let's jump back into the show. Actually. Hello. As I come in right on the... <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome I, to Filmmaker Commentary. What up? What you got? I just thought something like trailers wise. Uh-huh. The most recent trailer for Invincible. Oh, yeah. It's coming. It is coming. What, uh, what's the date for Invincible? Invincible drops no- in November. Okay. I want to say November 3rd, maybe even. Okay. It's it's very, very, very soon. Okay. Only I'm, a couple more weeks. Yeah. Rick and Morty starts this week. Uh, what day? I want to say the 17th or the 19th. Hey, sign me up. Oh, yeah, but they got, they're, one of the, they're missing a the person. The guy that voices Rick, right? And he does Rick and Morty. Same guy. That could be a problem. That's like Brian missing from what you call it, Family Guy. Yeah, that's yeah. That's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's always tough. We'll um, see. I think. I think it could, if it doesn't go well, then it could be the end. Uh, absolutely. I think it should. It should wrap it up this season. Uh, even though I want more, selfishly, but it when you start when key people are missing. There ain't nothing you can really do about that. Yeah, uh, he must have did something pretty horrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, today, where are we at? We're watch. We're uh, we're covering Friday the Thirteenth. Yes, we are. Came out nineteen eighty, rated R, directed by Sean Cunningham. Now let's uh, jump into the synopsis. Years ago, a young boy named Jason Voorhees drowned at Camp Crystal Lake followed by a series of vicious murders. Despite local warnings of the death curse, a new group of counselors work on the relaunch of the camp. Friday the 13th. And if this is your first time listening to Filmmaker Commentary, as I mentioned before, there will be spoilers. You've been forewarned. How did you watch this film? How did you watch it this time? I caught the end of this film one day randomly on television. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, by the end, I mean literally. <laughs> this I see this this lady chasing this other girl, and all of a sudden that girl cuts her head off. Mm. I was like, "Yeah, what film is this?" You know, I'm like, "Huh?" And then I see the girl wake up in the hospital, and she's, huh, "What about the boy?" And then I see this little kid come out of the water and ground. I'm like, "Oh shit, is this Friday the Thirteenth? <laughs> did I just spoil the first movie?" Yes, you did, or the cable channel did Son for you. Gun. But here's the thing. My first introduction to Friday the 13th was was through Jason. Like yeah. I grew up seeing Jason. Like Same. I didn't I didn't know about his mom until I mean years later. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, I kind of feel this is kind of like the uh kind of like the Rambo films." Yeah. Like I think most people hadn't seen First Blood. I think mm-hmm. most people 
I shouldn't say most. I think a lot of people hadn't seen the first Friday the Thirteenth, but they've seen the other Jason movies, the yeah. third two and two and up, and they've seen mm. Jason. Yeah, like they've seen Rambo in First Blood Part Two. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so agree. Uh, so yeah, um, this was my first time seeing the whole thing. Same, yeah. First time seeing the whole thing. Did, I thought I was waiting to see Jason. You know, <laughs> oh, you, so, you didn't, so you didn't know at all. Uh, yeah, I remember you were telling me just like in passing, or like just in the past, it's like, hey, you know, his mom and other things. But so I was bowling that for you. Yeah, I wasn't planning on watching it. It was <laughs> okay. <laughs> to, cool. to be honest, uh, <laughs> it was like even with the other all the other films that are out there, I don't think. Jason is on that list like that for mm. me. For me, um, I might have seen some stuff here and there, but I think Freddy Krueger is the guy from that era. That's the guy. Man, you- <laughs> like I've had I mean, as a kid, I had nightmares with both of them. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I, there's something about Jason I liked because just I don't know, like once he, like in hockey mask, yeah, bolt up Jason, definitely iconic. Like yeah, like like okay, got his machete going, and then just and like his his appearing like it again. So. I started watching the second Friday the Thirteenth yeah. Part Two. Part Two. And in that film, Jason is still developing. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's 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 doing his thing. He's 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 murking people like right. silent. But then you get to the last like fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and he seems very <laughs> he seems very inexperienced. <laughs> like all of a sudden, it's like he's making these like you've been perfect this whole damn movie. You've yeah. taken out like eight nine people. Yeah, and then now you got this one person left, and he's like just. It's just like this is small stuff. Like he's he gets kicked in the nuts. Mm. I'm like, really? Like this girl, see, you know, she's surviving, but it's like all of a sudden he seems he seems very fallible when yeah. when he was doing his thing like earlier. But he he's got a fighter. He's like, oh, oh no, he's like he doesn't know what to do. It's kind it's kind of funny, but anyway, but he's, he's special. He's special. Oh man, but he was he's developed. But then he once once he gets that mask, yeah. He becomes like next level, like superhuman. Okay. That's what I think we start. You start to get the mm-hmm. disappear, reappear. Like, wait a minute. I, I just look back. You were back there. You were just walking. You were chilling. Yeah. With a gangster lean. Now yeah. you're like, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's. Yeah. So I didn't. I was waiting on a mask. I'm like, where's Jason? <laughs> like, this is backwards. I'm like, what's going on? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I guess you know what I mean, and that's only because I I would know about Jason from you know those later Pop movies, yeah, yeah, those later movies, and I've seen a few clips here and there, but not just like the whole movie like that. So you never watched any of the Friday the Thirteenth movies? Maybe like a few like here and there, but I don't remember. Like I just remember a few killings, fairly fairly formulaic. Like that, yeah. that's going to be like like kind of like when we covered Halloween. It's like oh, I remember certain parts. I hadn't seen when we cover Halloween. I hadn't seen any of them. Oh, and I like interchange Halloween and Jason, Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth. I kind of like interchange knife mask. Yeah, white dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jason's albino. No, I'm <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I don't know what's going on with Jason, but uh, they yeah they're developed. I, I don't know why they made him look like <laughs> the way he looks. <laughs> Tom Savini. Like he looks like uh, what's what's the guy's Toxic name? Toxic Avenger. Yeah, and, and uh, what's his name from Goonies? I'm like, ah, <laughs> <is he? laughs> hey, guys. hey, you guys, yeah, man. oh man, that's rough. Yeah, <laughs> I got saying Millman. Mm. Uh huh. These '80s babies. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, he wasn't a very good. 
Swimmer. The way he shot out that water, he was doing something. Too, uh, he figured it out, though. I'm gonna hold my, I can hold my breath for a really long time. Right. So is he dead? Is he not? Did you, was you like yelling for no reason? Mm, it's dark. That's something. Your boy's alive, man. What? I I killed all these people. I, I'm so sorry. I deserve to go to jail. Cuff, cuff me now. Oh, man. Oh, my. What have I done? Oh, goodness. I've made a terrible Grave mistake. Grave. Dire. There's going to be consequences. Unbelievable. I'll have to call my lawyer, please. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, for me, this was the first time watching it. Went to Walmart again, got it on DVD. I was thinking about getting the. The um the box set 4K 24.99. I was like, I don't think I want to watch this much stabbing. I'm watching enough stabs from the Scream series, and stab stab stab. stab. Yeah, and at least, yeah, it's more. This is an OG stabber. Yes, yeah, OG stabber. Yeah. Like this is like part of the the slasher film foundation, right? That build that builds <laughs> on. Sounds like a, a nonprofit. <laughs> Here at the Slasher <laughs> Film foundation, foundation, we are all about uh, <laughs> grabbing and stabbing. Only using the finest utensils, machetes, butcher knives, oh. axes, harpoons, oh, man. pitchforks. Whew. <clears throat> um, yeah, you're right. But yeah, I just I was I was going to invest in it. I was like, uh, I'm not. Yeah, I understand. I, I rented I rented mine. 4K. Yeah. Movie trading company. Yeah, just rented my my uh-huh. copy and I was like, we're good. We're good. Um, what did you like or not like about the film? Man, I liked the I liked the overall vibe of the of the film. I think mm-hmm. that I think they they how they they set the tone and it's and it again we've we've seen a lot of horror movies and so it's <laughs> kind of like you know this is not fresh to us, but at right. the time. Especially kind of coming off Halloween, like I don't think they were like this is really the beginning of the slasher genre. Yeah. So there aren't too many films like this. So I can kind of appreciate what it what it does for its time and how it how it does the the kind of perspective thing, the kind of voyeur voyeuristic perspective right. that persists. Well, you you don't know who the killer is, but there's something about the killer that when they see them, people are disarmed. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, wait, why is why are people freaking out? If this again with your assumption thinking, this is a guy in a hockey mask, why are people being so friendly to this? This, right. this person is showing up in the dark with a hockey mask oh, like hey, let me <laughs> Can I get erections? <laughs> <laughs> I actually need to ride up there. <laughs> but nonetheless, I I appreciated the overall vibe and, and how, how how it built up. Um and I appreciated discovering, even though I kind of spoiled it for myself years prior, that he wasn't the main character in the first Friday the yeah. 13th. It's like, oh, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And again, because, again, growing up in the 80s, like, it, it wasn't, things weren't on demand. You could just go and, like, just watch it. It was like, if you didn't specifically go and track down or, or happen to catch it at a time on TV, like, you just wouldn't know. Again, the internet wasn't popping in mm-hmm. the early 80s like that. It's like, knowledge was, there were things you just didn't know. There's a lot of things you didn't know mm-hmm. and couldn't just find out. True. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy I enjoy the film for 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 what it is, and I and I feel that even the 
there's a lot of tropes. <laughs> there's a lot of tropes in this yeah, film. Absolutely. But I don't feel like the I don't feel like the excuse me, I don't feel like the people were like stupid or like too unintelligible. Yeah. Yeah. No, there were no really wasn't any idiots. There were some goofy guys, but yeah. Really wasn't any idiots. Yeah, they they, they kind of legit got caught by surprise. Yeah. No one expected to be stabbed. No. How about you? What would you like or dislike about the about the Friday the Thirteenth? I think I can appreciate it for the low budget and you know them going to a relocation and shooting it, um, and just watching it from a filmic standpoint. It's like okay, this is they nailed it for a low budget film. Like you, they did everything correctly. Just keep it at one location, get you know get some people, be a little bit of exploitation, but that's kind of like part of the the trope the and genre. the genre. Yeah, and. Um, so I think they they nailed it, but then like the story is actually kind of good. Yeah, you know that's that was surprising to me. I was just like, oh, it's not just a slasher and credits. You know, just kill some kids and credits. You it's got like, this, there's some background exactly, and there's like a true motive. Yeah, and yeah, and you, the fact you established that, and so it it, it kind of makes you wonder when you look at the mom. We kind of joked earlier about oh, we you know her sounds really alive. <laughs> She's just you know going off for nothing. But it's like at the end of the day, like it's like this mother's fierce love for her son yeah and also grief that she hasn't quite dealt with in a in a healthy way where she is she's snapped yeah she is she has lost her mind where she's literally hearing (laughs) her son's voice kill him mommy kill them all literally on the uh on the on the 4k version like there's literally a a piece of art on the back that in in red it says kill them mommy kill them all no 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 um, so yeah, I, I can appreciate that. I don't think any people of color were involved in this film. I was gonna say no brothers died. <laughs> yeah, this, one. this one was Jason. Jason would he would make amends later on. Man, that's some. That's some <laughs> yeah, that's some. There's a in uh, part eight. Jason Dang. takes Manhattan. Oh, like he, how about that? There's a like literally a, a boxing match on the roof. He gets in a fight with a guy and. Knocks his <laughs> like, head off. Literally knocks his block off. Dang, gotta love it. Does it fall I, into a trash can? I think it actually does. Like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I literally think it does. I had to. I look at the scene up on YouTube. I think. I think literally. It, oh, oh man, that's the end of your franchise. <laughs> if it goes into the trash, you're literally a cartoon. <laughs> All right. Um, so the commentary did. Um, you check the commentary out. Yes, sir. The commentary had the uh, director. Of the the film one, Sean coming on. So this is one of those commentaries where they they interviewed multiple members of the the cast and crew and had them sharing their their insights on the the film's making. So we had the director Sean Cunningham. We also had the writer Victor Miller. We had the composer Harry Manfredini. And yeah. He also had the author of the book moderating. What, what was the name of the book? Uh, Camp something. Mm. Like it was like based on some book, yeah, so, like Camp Crystal Memories or something like that. Yeah, it was something interesting. So the author of that book was moderating. Was moderating. Yeah, right. Right. It also had some of the, the cast like Betsy Palmer, Mrs. Voorhees. Mm-hmm. They also had uh, Adrian King as well. Yeah. I think those only two cast members. I think that were that were on there. Yeah, it started kind of going in and out a little bit because I wasn't expecting so many people to show up. I was just really expecting Sean, the author, maybe the screenwriter, whatever. And then like more, it was like people started popping in. I was like, oh, okay. So they kind of snipped interview segments and put it in there. So I was like, oh, okay, I get it. One point five. Let me fast forward this. 
And so, but what I did like is like when it first starts out, Shonda's like, yeah, man, I was just trying to figure out how to support my wife and kids. I was like, I can appreciate that, Sean. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. It's like, this is business. I need to make some money. I was like, yeah, Sean, I know what you mean. Mm. So he was like, I'm just trying to make some money. So that's how he opens up the commentary. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm in. Exactly. And even in the, the features, special features of the film. So there is a, um, uh, the, the special feature menu has uh, fresh cuts, new tales from Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man behind the legacy, Sean Cunningham. So we we're actually interviewing him at his, at his home. And he's talking about what he, he had no idea. Friday the 13th was going right. to blow up like this and become such a franchise. And he only was, he only directed the first film wow. and that's it. Did he produce the rest though? Um, and so he may have helped. No, I don't think he did. I don't think he really? produced the rest. His wife, she edited the the second one. It seemed like he would produce have produced it because I mean, money. He he may have, but okay. no, 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 but I don't know for sure. I have to I have to look it up. But yeah, because um, when watching the, I watched that special feature, the the man behind the film, Sean Cunningham, and then he has his company, Cunningham Productions. Uh, visiting him at his house reminds me of Robert Rodriguez because mm. Robert Rodriguez the same way he had his editing bay at the house had everything kind of going all the things that you have going on are like at the house during those main times whether that be music that you're laying down or you're doing the editing or doing some of the CGI stuff along of course you got your, your mini studio but uh, I like the vibe of being able to work at home and yeah I don't think he at least the second one I don't think he produced it because it says uh, the director and the producer were both Steve Miner mm. Steve who I think Steve directed a couple like I think he did like maybe the the second third maybe even the fourth interesting but but anyway so you got that with that interview with uh, Steve with Sean Cunningham you also have for the Friday the 13th reunion where you have it's just like one of those panel interviews and it's mm-hmm. got um uh it's got Betsy Palmer it's got Adrian King it's got our our, our special effects guy Savini, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's in the mix. He's good. Um, but the but Sean's not there. But the writer, um, he's there. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. That's my you're, phone, guys. My bad. You're good. You're good. Uh, there's also a feature called "The Lost Tales from Camp Blood Part One." Mm-hmm. The Did Friday you watch th- that one? I watched it all. Okay. Uh, then there was the Friday the Thirteenth Chronicles, Friday the Thirteenth, and then Secrets Galore Behind the Gore, and that's getting more into the special effects. But one was like a small little feature, almost felt like a like it almost felt like early digital camera work of this couple being killed by Jason. It was was uh, it good or nah? Okay, I saw it. It looked like it was like homemade or something. Yeah, it, was, was like, it looked like early digital. Like, like I'm good. Like the early days of digital. I saw the first like five frames, and I was like, I'm good. Yeah, I watched it. All, I was like, eh, it wasn't really. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. They didn't land that one. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, like to timestamp the commentary, um, they when they were recording, he said, "Yeah, right now we're in the process of shooting Jason versus Freddy." That's and right. And so that came out in two thousand three. So I was like, "Dang!" So that this commentary was a while ago. Excuse me. No, salud. Yes, sir. Um, tone. Tone of the film. I do have like one quote, which was was in the commentary, and basically. They were saying uh, Crazy Ralph kind of sets the tone for what the film, the environment that they're all going to be in. You're all going to die. I was like, anytime you see that at the beginning of a movie. It's true. Yeah. 
It's like oh. these 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 people aren't wrong. Yeah. So she's entering town, all like I'm one of the counselors, and like just go lucky talking up to, to dogs. Do you know the way to the camp? Like, how does she just she just like walked and she just like hitchhiked her way into this town? Like, who is this free? It's well, she's coming out of the seventies. Yeah. So mm. people, I think people hitchhiked a lot. I think in the like seventies into the eighties. Yeah, it's I think it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. And then she just goes into the town. And of course, in the town, you got these people that look kind of suspect, you know, it's like. Whenever you ask about going to a location in a town and people kind of freeze, like, do y'all know where the camp is? And everybody's like kind of freeze up, like, are you sure? You got got to someone that may or may not be on the spectrum or, you know. Oh, the guy who was like, just kind of. That was a person of color. The underbite. That was a person of color. Whoops, we made it in the film and we were. But he, but he didn't die, and so. he didn't talk. <laughs> he just looked confused. No, no lies to this guy. Mm. Stayed alive. Mm. He looked like Andre the Giant, but like a a brown mm. version, light, <laughs> light, light skin the tan Andre. version. I'm Dre the Giant. <laughs> me Andre three thousand the Giant. <laughs> I'm just Dre now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh man! But yeah, so this is this is a, a dark horror slasher. Yeah, film. yeah. It, it starts off kind of hopeful. Yeah, you know, we see this main character. No one who we think may be a main character. She's there to actually be <laughs> a a cook. Oh, which is which is very fascinating because yeah. we find out later on that that's the same role that Mrs. Voorhees had at the camp. But she was a cook, and she's the one who actually picks her up along the way. Oh. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So So yeah, what about you for his tone? Anything? Just dark dark yeah. horror. Um so, again, this is a slasher. So, like this is the early days of the of the slasher film, right mm-hmm. at the turn of the century. Yeah. It's like boom, it's it's here. I was meaning to write down the music. Uh I forgot the music guy. Yeah. His the name composer. is Harry Manfredini. Well done, Harry. Um very memorable score for sure like iconic whatever it is <laughs> there you go yeah 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 and so the story <laughs> this is true but we'll, we'll hit it now yeah so the story behind that like this is like early days of, of synthesizers a little bit of reverb action going on shout out to john comforter, comforter. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes sir loves the synthesizers and so you know again we mentioned earlier the 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 phrase that um, Mrs. Voorhees hears in her head when she hears Jason's voice, kill them, mommy, kill them all. And so when the composer was listening to that, he took the first letter or the first kind of syllable of kill. It was like, kick, kick, and it made that kind of reverb. He's like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. And then the last the last word in the phrase, mommy, the mama, ma. I never connect mama, that, yeah. So it's like, kick, kick, kick. And that's what it is. It's like, man, but it's hella effective. It like, <laughs> like just works. Like once you hear it, you're like, oh, where is he? Yeah, <laughs> head on a swivel. <laughs> he close, y'all. He close. Mm-hmm. Play my other theme zone. It's like, oh no. But also, I noticed in the score, there are elements that 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 reminded me of Halloween, but also of of Psycho. Cause there's like a, oh, like yeah. there's some Hitchcock. 
yeah, action uh, or sounds kind of come out of there as well. True, and even a little bit of Jaws too. Mm-hmm. Like with some of the like the, the low chilling and mm-hmm. yeah, so it, it's it's pulling from the those historic pieces. Heavy part of the genre, yes, sir. Um, from a oh, special effects was done by Tom Savini, who was like the man. I think he was in uh, the Creep Show, right? Yeah. So I also kind of taking note, right? Both these both those films were shot in Jersey. Yeah. As well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you got you kind of got some of these East Coast productions that really? go on, and you kind of get this this pool of people who are kind of in the Jersey area. vibe. Get some real people. Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Um, from a style st- standpoint, what do you uh, what do you think they're going for there? We have the again I mentioned earlier the voyeur, voyeuristic view that the camera often takes from the perspective of the killer, aka Mrs. Voorhees, and we talked about this earlier. Also, at times, mm-hmm. it's very very dark. Right. Where at times they're literally just lighting shots, and all you see is kind of just the highlights yeah. of the characters' faces, or a little bit of silhouette. And if, if depending on the transfer uh, of the medium you're using, it can be very hard to see. I was rocking the 4K, and it was it it was dark, but I knew I could see, I knew yeah. what was going on. It was the blacks were separate enough; they were deep. It, it worked. It was um, so. I I agree. Yeah, the style. Um, it was clear on the platform on HBO, right? It was on Max or yes, sir. Yeah, um, it was on there. So scene. This is a it's a new DJ scene, but we see Kevin uh, Bacon. He's got his girl like got a, He's like cupping a breast, and so you, it's clear. Like it's straight. Like oh okay, but on the DVD version, that's all black. Like all you see oh. is like his face, so you don't even see what's going on there. Oh wow! And so I was like, oh what like. There's a lot of information missed on the DVD, you know. It was like, oh my, okay, whoops. Yeah, maybe it was just ba- it was just a bad transfer. I think. I wonder if they went back with the 4K and scanned the negatives. Yeah, probably had to clean it up, rescan it because with film you can up scale it. You can do it any res- resolution you want to. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely because if they would have transferred from DVD to 4K, it would be bad. Ooh, yeah, it'd be rough. Um. Yeah, style-wise, same thing. You know, uh, when you see the first kids that are killed on the camp that are, like, singing their Christian songs. I think they're Christian songs. They're, like, just kind of singing. It's like, oh. (laughs) It's funny because it's like they're singing the Christian songs and they go have some premarital sex real quick. Yeah, she's like, (laughs) on the last chord, Jesus, you, with me, now, in the barn. Like, wait, what is, wow. (laughs) And so going to that to, like, he's up, uh, Apparently, her is going to say, "Hey, oh, stab, slice." Like we weren't doing anything. Yeah, right. Wow, that's Gee, a- you're lying too. Um, but that, but that perspective of we're forced to be the killers. That's messed up. Mm, that's, <laughs> that's a. Decent point. That's messed up, dude. Usually we're hanging out with the characters and like the force is coming towards us and we're trying to look at each other, trying to figure out how to get away from this door that just won't go open. No, we're the one pushing the door open about to stab somebody. You know what's what's some messed up perspective. That's fair. You know, it's interesting, like kind of this that kind of view happening like like the 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 evil kind of being in the perspective of it, because it's the same thing with, with evil dead. Yeah. You have that yeah, how it tracks as it's, as mm-hmm. it's coming, and like you're the yeah we're we're in that yeah interesting, but you're right yeah we're right there with them. I'll tell you what it's it's one thing to watch it. I, I told you before when I downloaded the, the Friday Thirteenth video game, <laughs> there's very seldom where I've been like I can't do this. This is 
Because the, the perspective this, was you're waiting for it to come in, right? You could play both ways. Oh. You, you could you could be the camp counselors trying to escape. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah. Because like <laughs> you can't do you can't stop this guy. Yeah. It's like you you are defense. All you can do is you can try to bolt and lock things. Yeah. And then try to hide and wait for him to come and get you. Dang. No, bro. No. <laughs> or you can be him. Yeah. You could be Jason and you can literally do the like you can literally like teleport. Like, oh. and then and just appear like in front of them and then like you and then like again you could do the kills and the kills are brutal i did one i was like nope i'm good and and, <laughs> and then like at the end like it showed i think I, I didn't i didn't take everybody out and they showed him like i was sitting in some room and like the mom's voice is like speaking to him my baby boy i'm like nope nope i'm no nope. we're good we're good on this i was like i can't i, I can't this is Wow. This, this is not fun to me. Yeah, this is, <laughs> I've, I've played some violent games before, but that yeah, that was different. That was too much. Yeah, that was different. I, I can deal with the camp perspective kind of guy too, but doing the buttons and, and being one? the being the killer, yeah, no, it was rough. It did not enjoy that because it's like these are it's different. Like GTA, it's like oh, it's random fools, people on the street, pop, 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 smack them up, whatever. Yeah, bats but, to the face. Yeah, but this these like Felt camp real. kids, yeah. I was like. I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. This is, I felt, I felt, I felt a way about it. Dang. Yeah. See, not my cup of tea. No. Uh, what are some themes you got from, uh, from the film? Just got a few themes, revenge, untimely death, which I picked up from the commentary. Oh yeah. And overprotective mother. Yeah. I just, um, uh, I would say, concur with that and just lake you know they keep referring back to the lake i mean of course it's all happening around this this campsite um there's a lake there where somebody's drowned so everything's going to be around water rain things like that so it's going to be something that's always continuous so it's kind of one of the themes is rain water lake um but yeah what you said earlier revenge i mean that's it you know that's that's the key or it could be protection. You know, she's trying to protect, you know, from somebody else in her demented mind. She's trying to pr- protect other people f- by to killing other, other people. Kids. Yeah. <sighs> the, the, oh, the ends justify the means. Boom. Boom. There you go. Full circle. Um, I do have another point called the director point of view. Shoot. Um, which you just said, you know, the fear of an untimely death. Um, and then they were kind of mentioning like in, like it doesn't really occur to young people, you know, that you could die, you know, you know, we know death, but it's not so normal that it's like, you don't really think about it. Having at that age. Yeah. And then, and then he mentioned something like, uh, when somebody, when somebody passes away and this young person in their high school or whenever it's high, shock, it's very shocking. Like it, it, it lives <clears> on <throat> with you. I remember somebody passing away from my high school. Who's an overweight person died from just complications from being overweight and just like in high guy, school. And this guy was a jerk. Yeah, um, but you know, it's just like you don't want no one to die, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like he was a jerk, but you don't want no one to die. Right. And uh, I mean, people were like, "Whoa!" I remember a girl in middle school who died, who got, who passed away. She got hit by she got hit by a car. And this is North, up in North Dakota. Damn. And somehow, I don't know how it happened, but she got hit by a car and died. And we were just like, wait, what? And it's one of those things, like, when that happens, like, you, I don't know about you, but I think about, man, okay, was I ever mean to this person, whatever, like, kind of, uh-huh. you know, feel, like, feel those things. And I remember she she danced to, uh, like, the more updated version of Lean On Me at, at, at the talent show. Oh, man. And she was, 
white girl, but she was she was <laughs> she's getting it. She was doing that, you know, running man. <laughs> the running man. She, hey, she went in and did her thing. Do the bark man. <laughs> That was written by Michael Jackson, by the way. That's well. I, I just watched a video on you that, did? like top ten songs you didn't know Michael Jackson wrote. Really? Yeah, I, I totally watched that, and I was like, "Huh." And the reason I know that is because the guy that played Turbo, yeah, and Breaking, he was he. <laughs> he was hired to show. Michael Jackson had to do the moonwalk, had a pop lock, do a lot of things. Ah. Yeah, he was a fish, but he didn't like care about getting clout or be the one like, yeah, I did it and da da da. He was just, you know, he was hired on to do that. So and Turbo was coaching MJ on those moves. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Breaking goes, was kind of hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so um, also a director point of view, take something that scares you, but you don't want to talk about it. You dress mm. it up so that it's like palatable, like Hansel and Gretel, like dealing with the world, like wants to kill you. Yeah. He said. Oh, I was yeah. like, Oh, it's a little dark. It's been a while, but I guess there was a woman trying to throw him in the oven and yeah. Oh man. And then also the writer, he was saying, this is based from the mother's point of view who will go through any lengths to protect her son. Mm. Uh, he's like, this is like the mother I never had. I uh, thought that was, I think that was some of the writer. Either the screenplay, either yeah, the, screen, the, screenplay. Right, the writer spoke quite a bit about those things. Yeah. He put a lot of his own. And I, his I own put writer, fears. but I didn't know if it was the author or if it was a screenplay writer. It was so a screenplay. I, it was writer. screenplay. Okay. Yeah, he said he took a okay. lot of his. He said he was a wuss as a kid. <laughs> He's like, I never, I never actually went to camp. <laughs> I was too scared. That was funny. Keep it I real, was like, man. Okay, guy. <laughs> um, and then the director was saying, you know, find ways to kind of transcend the material, you know, and she, he talked a little bit about like Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween, you know, kind of transcend it. Cause if you don't transcend, it's just like another movie that people forget. Exactly. Um, it was just funny. He said, you've never seen a mother like this. <laughs> it was like as a log line. It was great. Uh, and then he was also saying that suspense was the goal for this film more than like the gross outs. That was like his perspective, like having the suspense and like kind of waiting. Exactly, it's not just about the it's not just about the gore. You mm -hmm. you've got to have a, an actual story that kind of goes with it that that builds the suspense and the, the suspense and the terror, mm -hmm. and 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 pays off. And I I think I think it really does. Agreed. Um, and then he also mentioned like don't overanalyze films. You know, that you get yourself in trouble. Mm. And and which kind of leads like to the business stuff. Um, whereas he kind of led with he had the key art, he had uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Like he knew the title that he wanted to have. He knew the key art. No story. You know, it's like what are we gonna do? And, like, it, was, and just, it was just a logo of Friday the Thirteenth breaking through glass. Yes. Like, and <laughs> off that off that advertisement, people calling and he got investments. Like what the heck? That's, like, that's wow. pretty dope. Like yeah. getting investors that way. But it's just funny to see like the reverse way of producing where it's not it's not about the, the stories being developed and from the ground up is like the other way around. It's like I think from the top down. I think that's what they call it. Hype. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> hype. You know how you're going to market it because this was, you know, the height of like AFM, Sundance, from Fels, where, you know, you're selling the rights just based off ideas and somebody might attach. We're doing horror films. What do you think? 
we'll give you 50,000 for her. Da, 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 da. So like just selling those territories. So I just think it was interesting how this guy came at it, just straight business, the straight title, key art, that's it. And then you kind of like, kind of tap dance as you go to the part two, part three, like, ah, well, the story wasn't really that, you know, you kind of get exposed when the story isn't developed in that way. Cause this was really intended to be a one-off. It's kind of like Robert Rodriguez and El Mariachi, but you know, his was developed uh, from a writing standpoint, but like, going from mariachi to desperado where you have like some of the same stories in intertwined but you're not sure if this is like a reboot or the same or if, sure. this, is a, or if this is a continuation of the same story it's kind of hard to like what we're we gonna do <laughs> because it's not as clear because you were really intending this to be a one-off exactly and it's interesting with this is that <clears throat> excuse me we have halloween that comes out in 79 yeah just a year before, yeah. And then, and which is a, a, obviously a huge success. Mm-hmm. Then we get Friday the 13th, which is also smart, right? Because Halloween is a, it's not a, a holiday per se, but a but it's a recognized <laughs> yeah. time of the year. Yeah, yeah. You don't get to... Then we get Friday the The banks the 13th. don't close on that day. Right. Then we get kind of more specific. We get Friday the 13th. Which could be any day of the year. Could happen multiple, multiple times Any month of the year, right? Exactly, but it's kind of linked to bad luck and misfortune. Mm-hmm. And then later we get Nightmare on Elm Street. We get a, a, yeah. a, a bad thing happening at a specific <laughs> location. An ethereal thing happening. Every physical. time I see an Elm Street, we think of that movie. Yeah. Anytime you, it's the 13th, you think of oh, this movie. It's That's messed true. up. And it's, it, uh, this is a bit and of a tangent. Think of Halloween, you, you know. Yeah, but it was it's fascinating when you think about even the title, like A Nightmare on Elm Street. We, we talk about an ethereal thing that happens in your mind, but at a, at a specific physical location. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that's, that's just, I just thought about that now. That's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that's 79 Halloween, 1980, Friday the 13th, 1981, Evil Dead. Yeah. It's interesting seeing these, these indie horror films just kind of bam, 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 just kind of hitting mm-hmm. back to back to back, coming out and... And and becoming successful franchises that are yeah. continually being rebooted. I think it's why Sean was like, you know, don't don't overanalyze. It was like, well, we kind of have to. But I think people as fans think there was more thought put into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just trying to get paid, bro. Yeah. But to to for it to be revealed, like, hey, I'm just you know, put some people in the cabin, kill slasher. You know, bada boom, bada bing, <laughs> and then <laughs> we like we were trying to make things that we that we thought teenagers wanted to see because that's right. another thing that people think that they're not they're not aimed. This wasn't aimed at critics. Right. This wasn't aimed at auteurs. Yeah, this was aimed at a teen audience. What's gonna What's gonna get you scared? What's going to What's gonna titillate you a little bit? Get you scared and say, "Oh wow, they got me." And then, because um, because then you have like different versions of this film, so you might have a. Um, uh, cabin fever like you get like a cabin fever which is the same kind of situation but now the ominous thing is a disease you know and uh, so we did we cover we cover cabin that fever. was the, that was the first one that was legit that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. the first episode that's right. I, I did with you for yeah. FMC yeah man that one that one still like oh, this is gross but it works mm. some of the same tropes anyhow do you have any favorite scenes or memorable scenes no I got a couple so honestly, the one of the first ones I have is the when that counselor greets the dog, because really? it's it's kind of dis, especially watching it second time through. It's it's something that's okay. It, it kind of she's this happy go lucky girl, you know, 
nice kid, bright eyed, just mm-hmm. optimistic young person. Just yeah. friendly. She talks to dogs, almost like a Snow White kind of vibe. Yeah. And almost thinks she's going to be a main character. Yeah. So they almost kind of, oh man, I don't want to spoil this. I'm not going to say that. But yeah, it's almost like you expect <laughs> her to be around, but mm-hmm. mm-mm. Meant to be. Um, leading up to that second kill, I just thought it was interesting how um, we see the Jeep. You know, we see the Jeep. Uh, we don't see the person that's driving the Jeep. We assume it's a guy because they've been inserting hands from a guy, pants, casual pants uh, from a guy. So you just assume it's a dude, mm-hmm. uh, even with the, the knife. But like leading up to that, we don't see who it is. Like when the Jeep is coming towards us, we can't see. It kind of goes past. I was like, hey, man, what's going on? And then when she talks to us, we're the killer again. So <laughs> she's talking to us. It's messed up. Hey, the the you missed the exit. and But we don't see the person that we are. We're stuck in the... No reaction. We're stuck in the, the villain's perspective. And so it's messed up. And then she jumps out of the Jeep. Jeep turns back around. and That's bold. Like, you jump out of a moving Jeep like that. She kind of head It was fast, too. She did a head dive. Like, yeah. she wasn't She wasn't trying to, like, come out feet first. She was like, yeah, like, this is not a pool. Like, that's... Yeah. that's, that's That was a dangerous stunt. Kind of like, creepy, yeah. I wonder if somebody got hurt. Because, like, you see her, like, done, and she goes back in. And then it cuts, and then you see her, like, jump into the frame of the grass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did a roll. Like, because if she would have jumped... Ooh. Yeah, it was going fast because they didn't. They didn't have stunts. All these actors did their own stunts oh. in this. There were, there were you, no stunts. Inex- you can literally see the inexperience. <laughs> that could have been tragic. Um, there's a there's a when they when the, they dive in to save their friend who they think is drowning. Kevin Bacon, like one of the girls, jumps in the water and he dives in, but he does almost like a belly was, flop. Yeah, I was like, oh, hers was legit. Hers yeah, was legit. she was like slicing the water. He was like. I was like, oh. I was like that had to hurt because it it, oh, it looked, looked kind of rough. He had speedos on too. I know he was wrapped up. I know that hurt. Yo, <laughs> ouch! For real. Hello. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> kill them all, mommy. Kill them all. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah. So you see the lady in the jeep. So we think it's the guy that left because he's driving a jeep, isn't he? The the original oh yeah 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 uh, Rick whatever his name is yeah he's fixing up the camp and doing all that stuff um the, the Steve yeah so he's driving a jeep and then even when he's at the diner he jumps in the same blue jeep so we're associating him as a killer mm. so I was like I, that's what, like some parts logistic wise like I I think they might have messed up um, I see that yeah well, he gets in the jeep from the diner but. She gets in the Jeep some kind of way. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. But if they're friends, then maybe, I don't know. Maybe she, I don't know what happened. But that part threw me off. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, because I thought he was the killer, you know, and then because he has the Jeep, he jumps in. He goes, oh, he's the killer. Oh, he's, he's Jason. He jumps in the Jeep. Ah, so I never had, had, hadn't crossed my mind. Maybe because I knew who it was the whole time. Right. It kind of blinds you. Like, you're just like, yeah. Huh. This is what he is. That's that that mad mama. Yeah. Uh, So when, uh, next favorite memorable scene, uh, when Nick, a.k.a. Kevin Bacon, (laughs) gets the arrow through the trachea. Oh, that's rough. Because he's got like some, he's smoking some weed. He's got his little. Just got a joint. Just got laid. Got his joint. He's feeling good about himself. I'm like, I'm in a camp. Hand behind his head. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I got got me a menthol. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
You just see this arm come from under the bed. Yeah, the way that works is like uh, the way it grabs it, like grabs his forehead and then uh, through the trachea and I'm like twists. Wow, she's powerful. Um, and how do you even get that angle? Because arrows are kind of long. Yeah, and cat beds are low to the ground. Maybe she had to, I don't know, but she. That's rough. Hella accurate, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's. She could have missed. Yeah. It could have been like. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been like, oh, where's that coming from? It's like, she's been practicing. <laughs> so she she goes through the, the, the feathers, the springs. Like she's very hard to do. She's extremely accurate. And strong. Yeah. Very strong. <laughs> that arrow could have broke. Just saying. That's, that's a fair point. Just saying. Only quality. She only buys quality tools. She's been uh, preparing for this for, for quite a while. Uh, one of my other a training montage somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be great. You need a montage. <laughs> uh, one of my uh, this is like the last scene, but this was like one of the, this was memorable because it's the kid jumping out of the water. <laughs> That's nuts! Like the kid <laughs> jumping out of the water grabs her. I did not expect this scene. I was totally surprised. Did I, was you like, jump? <laughs> I thought, what the hell is this? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Oh man, it reminds me of spoiler alert, Freddy, uh, the first film. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. She's standing by the by the window yeah. and everything's all real soft. Well, waving it, everything's fine. Oh man, that used to ter- that terrified me as a kid because that, that was fast. Yeah, that was this fast. one was kind of slow. Dun, 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 yeah. And the boat rocks back. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this fool jumped out the water, grabs her. I was like, what is this? <laughs> Oh, I thought I was expecting to see credits. Like she's there, it's like credits. No, yeah, they set you up. The music plays, and it, and it goes long enough. You're like, okay, any minute now. They said in the theaters, people were actually had already started getting up and walking out, and all of a sudden, like that, many people stop. Huh, what? No, <laughs> it, it, it got them real good. Like it's it's a it's a beautiful setup. That but that one was hilarious, and I was like, what is going on? And I'm glad that it was her waking up in the. In the hospital, you know, and not like this really being a real kid jumping out the water. Cause I was like, okay, what's going on here? Okay, this is a metaphor. This is, it could be anything because sure. all these other films aren't even thought of. Nobody's thinking about these next films. That's true. It's just, this is a one off. It could be, it's a metaphor for. It's like guilt she's feeling. Yeah. Because she killed this kid's mom. She, she, she's the first one to know why all this is happening, why all these people are, are dying and this mother's grief. Yeah. And, you know, she had to stop her. It was her life or, or hers. And, you know, she didn't want this kid to die. She didn't know anything about it. But now she's got vivid dreams about yeah having been pulled underwater. But they, she even asked, did they find the, the, the body of the kid? They didn't find any kid's body. I mean, yeah, if he had died again, 30 years yeah. prior, yeah, it would have... Yeah, he's buried. Yeah. Uh, I, so, yeah, it, it could be, it's left up to her interpretation, though. It was like, okay, this is a metaphor for, you know, what this lady was going through and the kid is whatever. <laughs> She's got trauma, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's what I thought. And so, I don't know how the how that spawns into other movies, but I just thought that was hilarious. That's Jason, but it's not necessarily really him. It's it's left up for interpretation. Oh, is it? Yeah, because you know the mo- the other movies exist, you know, or they're not even thinking about them until the movie comes out. And it's like oh, we got oh we got to come up with something. <laughs> it's like, so uh, yes, Jason, that one that was actually him. And you know, I don't know how they you know what they came up with, but I'm just saying like yeah. it was enough room so they can you know they got away clean. <laughs> they didn't have to explain anything. That's true. <laughs> but if you do all these extra movies, you're gonna have to explain something. You got to talk about it. 
We gotta have a conversation. About yeah. This. <laughs> so I, we, just thought, I just thought that was hilarious. I was like, this is great. Mrs. Voorhees, we can talk about your boy. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I had four. Mem- I had two memorable scenes. So that okay, I got I got a few more. Uh-huh. So again, this is this is when the actual again the guy you thought was the killer, Steve, when he gets killed by this. By us, if you will, by the the the, the, yeah, the unknown killer. When he turns around, and says, "Hey, what are you doing here? Can I help you?" <laughs> <laughs> and at, at that point, when that happens, I'm like, "Okay, this is an unassuming for whoever this killer is. They have to be very unassuming." And then, of course, we see at the what end. What are you doing out here? <laughs> no, right. In the end, like we casual. see we see it's a very you know when we finally see Mrs. Voorhees. Like oh, this is a, a very unass- unassuming, you know, kind of Jane Cleaver, white lady. Like, just seems very unassuming. Like, that's the like the perfect foil. And even like with this actress, apparently she had played more wholesome roles in her career. So this was really quite the quite the shock. And even her <laughs> her normal kind of everyday personality is kind of in line with that. And so she actually tries to tell dirty jokes, stuff like that, so to kind mm-hmm. of like break through that. But she's a uh, a nice person in real life. So she's kind of <laughs> was typecast, but kind of played against type. What was it? It was a recent actress who was saying she was that way. It was the one in the creep show that she was being a jerk to her husband. Oh yeah. It's That's the same, the same one from a swamp thing. Yeah. 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 That she really had to, what would you do without me? <laughs> um, so, so the other one, oh, here we go. Yeah, this, this, this was a scene that was memorable to me. So this is when Mrs. Voorhees, when she actually gets a hold of, of uh, of Alice, and she's playing tennis with her head. She's oh. smacking forehand, backhand. Oh man! I was like, yo, yo she, she was sm- hitting hard too. She is smacking <laughs> this girl up, but she's playing tennis with her head. I was like, whoa, that's uh, I don't know. I just I got a kick out. Nothing worse than getting slapped. Yo, it's very embarrassing. Yeah, luckily nobody was around to see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going to hit me like this because everybody's dead. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I got a kick out of that. Um, so the other thing, again, at the towards the end is, you know, everything goes in slow motion when Alice picks up that machete and starts running towards yeah. Mrs. Voorhees and she rears back to swing it and this is the, it cuts back to Mrs. Voorhees and she's got that, oh shit. <laughs> <Like>, Swipe. <laughs> You're done, son. You're done. Like, the the her, the fact that she has this adjunct, this this look of, of absolute terror that she's been killing all these people now nah, she's on the other side of it yeah she's crazy but she's not crazy enough to she, to to know that she's going to survive a machete to the head and whoop, like decapitation slow motion flawless victory like it's like man yeah so those were those were my uh, favorite slash memorable scenes that's great tropes Make love, you get killed. Oh, yeah. Happens a couple times. Yes, it does. Oh, so I have, um, you casually dismiss warnings of an impending doom and death. Oh, yeah, man. Goodness gracious. I mean, you got the guy literally telling you as you come into town, oh, but that lady does die, so other other people don't really get that warning. Um, but then he rides his bike to the location. This guy's putting in work. <laughs> He's letting everybody know. Yeah, I gotta let these kids know. 
Oh man, he said, Lead the night. <laughs> then he <laughs> rides his bicycle out of there. Mm. Uh, he knows something. He ain't gonna snitch. He knows who's doing it. Apparently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna snitch. I I would encourage you to watch this. Watch the second one. Okay. Yeah, because again, I'm, I'm a, I literally got like six minutes left in the second one. I I, I would I, yeah. I'm interested to hear what you what you think okay. about it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so uh, that you got you got another trope. I've got a lot more. Oh, okay. I just have one more. Fake your death in a lake. So we, the guy like kind of fake while the kids are having fun. He pretends like he's dead. Oh, the kids go save him, bring him. And then it's just a joke. Ah, ha, ha, ha. So they have a laugh about it. Yeah. I said, you do that. I said, play, play drown and CPR make out. Yeah. That's absolutely. Like Sandlot. Yeah, absolutely. I put uh run into the woods and fall down. Yeah. That's what Alice, not Alice. That's what, um, Oh, that's right. And Annie. the one that jumped out the Jeep, yeah. the car. Jeep. Yeah, Jeep. That was Annie. Yeah. I was like, there we go. There it is. There it is. She probably tore ACL when she, <laughs> Man. When she took that plunge onto concrete. <laughs> <laughs> These are skin knees, something. <laughs> uh, you already mentioned the teen sex die. I put yeah, the phone lines being cut. Oh, I totally missed that one. Yes, sir. Uh, the, 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 the battery dead. Yeah. Generator, yeah, generator, battery dead. Um, rain, yeah, yeah, rainy, rainy. Yeah, it's rainy. always any, anytime. I mean, it's also a good excuse for women to come out of their clothes. You know, but did they use it in that way here? I don't think so. Mm. Um, but they use it as like kind of like a see through thing. That, that one girl exploitation well, a little bit. When they were doing the strip poker, that one mm-hmm. girl she just just put the raincoat on and went yeah. out in the rain, and then she had her nighty on and then she went out in the rain. But it wasn't like. You yeah, know, they didn't do it. They didn't like, like do super exploitative. I don't think it was like slightly exploitative, but I mean, they actually they kept it pretty. Like, I think they kept it pretty mellow. Yeah, they like, kept, over, they kept overall. It like, like there's surprisingly, there's, you know. Yeah, so they were okay. okay. Um, I here's one. Uh, stop after one hit to the villain and then run. So you hit the villain once they fall down and uh, you take off running. We talk about that in scream. Yikes. Come on now. You just push them. Like they don't, they dodge a, a knife swipe and push and run. No punch, no kick. Push, run. Mm. Mm, like, Anyhow. You you need to do a maim shot. Yeah. If it's not a kill shot, it needs to be a maiming shot. Yeah, you said Achilles. That's what you said. Yeah, go for that Achilles. That's messed up. You know, get get a, a sciatic nerve, a kneecap. Yeah, you need to you need to immobilize. Make it very difficult for them to come after you. Indeed. So, and then on the last two I have is uh, you have the somewhat modest heroine that remains at the end, and then you have the waking up. What do you mean? So, Annie, she wakes up in the hospital. Oh, okay. Or Alice. I keep calling her Annie. Alice died in the beginning. Alice at the end, mm-hmm. she wakes up in the hospital. What's, what's going on? Um, there's another film where, where the person kind of wakes up and they're kind of, what movie was that? But it, it, a lot of, there's a lot of movies. Yeah, it's a lot of movies where people go, the, the characters kind of waking up at the end. Oh, at the end. And, at the end. and they, they may have, you know, some kind of trauma that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. And so the, that end, that ending with Jason coming out of the water, that's actually reminiscent and tied to the film Carrie. Okay. Um, I only saw a portion of that Carrie with the blood going everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the very, the very end. I didn't see that. Part. Okay, yeah, that's where they, that's where they I'll got. Check it out, yes, sir. Carry lots of blood. <laughs> Any more? No, that was it, my friend. 
Do you have any quotes? I've got a few quotes here. Okay. You knock them out. I don't, uh, I don't think I have any. Maybe one will pop up. But I, it, it was almost like so few words. Dialogue was really thrown around. This was like an action film. This was just all about what's happening in the frame. Yes, sir. So I've got uh, Ralph. It's got a death curse on it. That's our, our, our prophet a of death doom. Curse, yeah, prophet of doom. Um, help me. Which one? That's Annie. Oh, first one. Man. First victim. Lord. We'll be laughing about this tomorrow. I promise. That was Bill. Okay. One of the counselors. Um, Jason should have been watched every minute. He wasn't a very good s- swimmer, Mrs. Voorhees. Oh, man. Kill her, Mommy. Kill her. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a good one. That's Mrs. a good Voorhees. quote right there. So those, those are That's the, the quote. Right yeah. Kill her, Mommy. Kill That's her. messed up. Do you have any questions for our filmmakers? I, I do have a, a two. Well, yeah, I have two questions, actually. So, and this is actually, a, maybe it's a continuity thing, but. So when Alice is left inside the, the cabin towards the end, she's kind of hearing these things. It's kind of locking the place up and somebody's trying to get in. But then all of a sudden a Jeep pulls up mm. and she goes out to greet the person at the Jeep and it's Mrs. Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Who was the person who was trying to get in the cabin before? Because somebody is clearly trying to get in. The thing is rattling. It's moving. Really? And she's got it locked up. But then all of a sudden it stops. And then the, then a Jeep pulls up. I don't know. Now, maybe it could have been her. She could have run to her Jeep. But I don't know. It feels like there was somebody else trying to get in. Interesting. So I'm on, I don't know. I'm like, again, I know they hadn't even thought of the construct of Jason <laughs> yet. But <laughs> I'm like, how does she go and get her vehicle and then, you know, have time to pull up? But eh, whatever. That's, 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 that's right. my first question. Mm-hmm. Second question is... Mrs. Voorhees has, has shown that she is incredibly adept with obviously uh, a multitude of weapons, mm-hmm. but also with a bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah. So, like, she's taking all these people. One at the end, once she sees Alice literally just sitting, sitting on the log, contemplating her decisions in life, why not just like get her with an arrow why she got to get up close like she's she's literally a sitting target she wants to get up and per- close and personal apparently wants to play tennis with her head some more yeah so anyway that that was but we haven't that i had but she hasn't demonstrated that she can shoot did she has she just de- demonstrated that she can do the bow situation she lit up like but so there's so there's there's that one girl uh well the, the one who was uh in her nightgown who went out there uh-huh. she got I'm pretty sure she got lit up with arrows because oh. she's literally in the in the field in oh. the target practice field we got, we already got the foreshadowing of her death when that guy shoots the arrow next to her and she's like like kind of yeah. shocked by and the those accuracy. arrows were dull they didn't have the points on the end still yeah. come out of a bow it's, yeah so yeah. I mean you gotta just hit somebody the right get, yeah. get a tender spot you got a point though yeah if, if that's the case if they show that then yeah just go ahead and just finish this one off yeah, and then the other guy, he's literally pinned to the door with arrows coming oh, all out of him. Oh, okay. So, so they did show that. Yeah, so she's she's got some sharp arrows. She's got some skills. And she's got some accuracy. So I'm like wondering why she didn't just pull out the bow and arrow. And... So those are the questions that I had. Thank you, gentlemen. Indeed. Trivia. Ha-ha.
the director made a porn film before <laughs> this one with Wes Craven. Uh, it it makes me think though, because remember that was like the way into the into the industry. You know, you shoot porn films or sure. things that are like rated X X X. Uh, you know, that was kind of close to becoming a filmmaker. Right. Um, so him and Wes Trevor made a little, I don't know the name of it, but huh. they made their porn film. I heard I heard the part where they were mentioning that it was kind of entry point, but I didn't catch them saying that they had actually yeah, they made, it. made one. Mm-hmm. Which cool. actually uh, makes me think, like, okay, it makes it easier for them then when they're doing, like, exploitive stuff. I mean, Oh, well, yeah, it's kind of natural to them. Yeah, not, What's the not, big deal? What? I'm not asking you to. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little TMI. Don't, don't be a prude. Hey, don't be a prude. I like the things I've seen. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah. Now, that, that's, that makes a heck of a lot of sense. Yeah. Wow. Why early horror would, would ha- carry that, that trope. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's like because we're guy may, have, may have come from spaces where they had to shoot some of that stuff, and it's kind of like, oh, that's okay. just you no. Know, they're kind of desensitized to it. No it's big easy. deal. Yeah, it's like she's covered up. I mean, I have a bra and might be her underwear, but it's like, yeah, no problem. Easy work. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so here's a trivia. Um, this is something I just kind of just realized. At least one big future star is in the first entry of the three big franchises. In Halloween, of course, we have the, the main star, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street, we have one, Johnny Depp. Mm. And then here in Friday the 13th, we have one, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. But uh, Jamie Lee's the only one that stuck around. Oh, within our franchise? Yeah. Yeah. But I just mean, like, they, they each, it's interesting, each of those three had one, like, really big star that mm-hmm. would eventually launch into other, other areas. Absolutely. So yeah, I thought that was fascinating. Um, the some more trivia: the the filmmaker he did a lot of casting from his theater, from being in the, having a theater background. So most of those actors were in the theater scene. Excuse me. Um, so also before working on Friday the Thirteenth, Sean Cunningham had actually done a couple of kids movies. Yeah. Okay. Film, film, is film. That he, that he thought would take off. That he thought that would really <laughs> be his bread and butter, but. They did not. He was trying to capitalize on the success of the Bad News Bears. Um, uh, the movie was shot in continuity, so everything was like just like you read in the screenplay. They shot in that order, which is usually not ideal, but for whatever reasons, it worked for them. Mm. Uh, Betsy's Calmer, Betsy Palmer's car had just broken down, and she needed to buy a new vehicle. And literally, as her car broke down the next day is when she got the call from her agent mm. about doing Friday the 13th. Great! Now, can I get a ride? <laughs> I need a ride to sit. Right? Who was picking me up? For real. Um, only 45 seconds of gore in the whole film, if you add all the scenes together. Yeah. That's uh, that's something. That, that's good suspense. Uh, Adrian, a.k.a. Alice, originally didn't come back to part two sooner because she had a stalker at the time. Dang. And that was really messing with her. Which one was mental health? She's the survivor. Oh, she had a real stalker. Yeah. She had a real stalker. Dang. She obviously became super popular from, from the Holy film. Smokes. Yeah. She had, she had a, a stalker back then. That's kind of rough too. 
She said it actually is in the uh, the 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 panel interview that mm -hmm. they do. The, it's I didn't the, watch the whole thing. It's the reunion one. Okay, that that actually was was, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was actually was pretty insightful. I really, okay. I really, I actually, I don't always enjoy those, but I really enjoyed that in this one. Mm -hmm. But she said it was at a time where stalkers weren't taken as seriously by other people when you told them about it. But yeah. she was dealing with that, and so. In like see like on the Wikipedia page it said like Steve Miner had said oh she hadn't come back yet because it was a contract thing yeah but it but was she actually had told him no she had told him like no I'm dealing with a stalker like mentally I I, I can't function right now but yeah. she does I mean that's like the last movie you want to make if you're being stalked yeah well, <laughs> watch part two okay and, and, and so after after I'd heard that already then I, I watched part two mm -hmm. I'm like oh wow yeah it's okay very interesting. Okay. Um, one of my last points is uh, it was edited in 10 weeks. The movie was edited in 10 weeks. Oh, wow. Nice. Well done. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, the original title for the film uh, it was uh, A Long Night at Camp Blood. Yeah. Yeah. B movie. Glad that didn't stick. C movie. Mm. With, with, a, with a title like that, you need more TNA. Mm. Just saying. <laughs> so Tom Savini is actually the one who shoots the arrow into the target next to that actress in that scene we just dude, made mention of. He's, he's like so cool. He's legit, dude. He's, he's legit. like extremely accurate with a bow and arrow. Him and another guy who was there on set, like they're like extremely accurate with bow and arrows. I don't know what, where they learned that. Like mm -hmm. they, I don't know if it was in Nam or something. Like that. I don't know. Thing. Yeah, but yeah, they're very very good. Yeah, that's all I had for uh, trivia. I mentioned the other stuff earlier. Now it's time for filmmaker tips. First tip: It's a real camp in New Jersey. The campsite is real. They didn't really build sets, and it gave it, it gave it a real feel when you watch this movie, which I think it works. I mean, it adds so much production value when you can have a real situation. Yes, sir. Uh, horror films can be based on simple fears that we have uh, as kids. Absolutely. Um, the direction that. The director gave, what's the mother that was killing everybody? What's the actress name? Betsy Palmer. The direction that he gave her because she was kind of like hamming it up a little bit. And he was just like, just play it straight. Yeah, exactly. So the <laughs> <laughs> you're going to die. No, just play it straight. So that's cool. You know, give good direction, you know, or find how to give good direction. Yes, sir. Uh, rip off other films. <laughs> the, the lesson that the writer took from Halloween, because he's not, he's not a big horror aficionado. He said the lesson he took from Halloween were three. Number one, establish the evil presence beforehand. So we see at the very beginning of the film how we have those counselors singing Christian songs and then going to uh, to get busy in the uh, in the barn or whatever. Mm -hmm. Number two, get a group of horny teenagers. Number three, pick them off one by one. Dang, that's the formula. Seven to eight kill sequences in this film. Uh, they didn't really have enough time to kind of set up like a whole emotional journey and things like that. Just kind of set up those sequences. And um, he said hills and valleys. It's like hills and valleys. You know, you don't have a, like now, you know, with Netflix and all these subscriptions, you have t you have time to like hang out with these characters and develop them and see what their emotions are. But you don't really have that time. Uh, he was saying in this particular film, it's only like what, 98 minutes or something like that. 95 minutes. It moves. Uh, the, um, use music with the killer. In this particular film, ah. the musical cues, there's very few musical cues outside of when we're in the perspective of the killer. Mm. These days, when it comes to delight, 
changed the delight to uh, an unexpected story arc or unexpected characters because these days he was saying they're like special effects the special effects won't be won't create that anymore you know we are all desensitized we've seen everything um so the way that you kind of still get that that newness is do something unexpected in the story or in a character yes sir yes sir the most important thing you can do in film is make money (laughs) <laughs> because it opens up chances to make more films. Absolutely. Uh, what else you got? That was all I had for filmmaker tips. Okay, I'll burn through a couple more. Uh, write what you know. Again, the, the writer of Friday the Thirteenth, he uh, he wrote based upon the fears that he that he had. Again, he was scared to go to camp. He was scared someone was under his bed. He was um, scared his mom didn't love him enough or something to that effect. So mm. he put those things in, into the script and rolled with them. Wow. Uh, uh, pulling someone into the water scenes uh, require a lot of prep and a long reset time. There is a couple of different stories around how that scene of, of, of young Jason popping up and, and grabbing Alice that uh, she says that she said she was able to kind of clear her head to, to make it seem like she was like just relaxing on the water so when he pops up she could show genuine fear. That's kind of hard to do man because knowing that you're about to get pulled in this cold water yeah, it's like you it was, just see it on somebody's face like ah just bracing for it it was cold it was cold days because they, they didn't get it the first time they tried it like they 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 tried it during the initial initial shoot didn't work they came back I mean, a month later mm-hmm. tried it again and this water is cold and then finally they did it again in august it's not august excuse me october yeah in jersey yeah and that water was really cold now mind you got you got the guy playing jason under the water Getting set, holding his breath, and so when they popped up and he grabbed her, and they pulled her in. Yeah. Then they, they had to reset. I mean, she, you, go, you only get a chance to do it like twice a day. Yeah. By the time you you get her out, get her dried up, redo her hair. Yeah. You know, new clothes, whatever. That sunlight, you know, in the winter Forget time, it, yeah. it starts to yeah, you're chasing the light. So yeah, that it takes yes. time if you're going to do a scene like that. That's good. Um, again, we earlier, good horror is about tension and payoff over gore just for gore's sake mm-hmm. and lastly uh you know you give your character a backstory so betsy palmer she thought of mrs Voorhees' backstory because she would have been a child of like the 50s mm-hmm. her backstory for 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 mrs Voorhees was that she you know in her in her day you know young ladies didn't sleep around <laughs> but they did make love oh and she came across a young man and they made love and she became pregnant oh and she told told you know her her lover about this that she was with child and he was like don't put that on me I'm, I I didn't take responsibility she told her parents she was kicked out of the house had had her own child and to make extra ends she took this job at this camp cooking so she could make some more money to feed her family and her son would have something to do while she was working being at this camp at which he then wasn't watched and drowned Hello, lovers. So that's the, the backstory she gave Mrs. Williams. Wow. I was like, that's okay. You got to. You got to. That's good stuff, man. Overall, I think it was a good film. Yeah. All right. Surprisingly good. Yeah. For the genre, you know, not expecting so much there, you know. Sure. We know it's a yeah, we know we're getting. Yeah. We know it's the, this, this, is the, this is a brick. This when is it comes brick. to genre films, we know what we're getting. So Yeah, this is a brick in the foundation of Slashers. It was for its time. It was um, kind of groundbreaking. Even though mm-hmm. critically panned, but it was it was it broke it broke some ground and and, and laid 
laid that foundation of the slasher genre and the rise of horror in the 80s. Absolutely. Man, so what are we diving into next time? Next time here on Filmmaker Commentary, we are going to visit our friend the Crypt Keeper as we dive into Tales from the Crypt Demon Night. Man, yeah, it's going to be good, hopefully, from what I remember. Uh, and you can catch us where? <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash Filmmaker Commentary. We're also on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can find him at Reggie Titus on Twitter. I'm at KCG Smith 32. We're also on the gram. You can find us at Filmmaker Commentary. He is at Reginald Titus Jr. I'm at KCG Smith 32. Until next time. Peace. Respect. <laughs> <laughs>